0: Good morning, Eric. How are you?
1: Oh, it's. uh, I'm glad I have 48 hours for this one, or just (laughs) under 48 hours, because if it was, if this is the day after both of my favorite football teams losing in overtime in very painful fashion with very questionable play calling, uh, I might have been, I might have broken some FCC rules. But now I've had a little time to settle down. I think I think we're okay to talk about it now.
0: All right, we're talking with Eric Thompson from the Daily Norseman. I got to tell you, uh, yeah, both your teams overtime losing, and your Twitter feed or X feed, it was fun <laughs> to follow along with you. Both your favorite teams.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad I, I could commiserate with other people. <laughs> because I, I'm I, the the Vikings uh overlap between fandom is you know there's a decent amount of people, and uh, some people reveled in the in the bison loss. Uh, But others were able to commiserate with me. And, yeah, it's tough. Again, I I don't think either team was uh, bound for a championship. I think uh, either team in the NDSU game is probably going to get beat pretty well by South Dakota State. And I don't think the Vikings are going anywhere in the playoffs. But boy, it was it was a really tough six hours of uh, plus of, of football on Saturday. That's for sure. Let's let's go into the Vikings game. So the Minnesota Vikings have a, a Greg Joseph field goal backside of the third quarter to go up seventeen to three. They have a fourth quarter lead of seventeen to three, and somehow, someway, the Minnesota Vikings snatched defeat from the hands of victory. What happened in the fourth quarter, Eric Thompson? Um, they, they let Jake Browning cook apparently. I mean, it, it just doesn't make sense. But what, what happened on both sides of the ball is just kind of infuriating with how the first three quarters went, because again, the Vikings had gone 29 straight opponent drives without allowing a touchdown. And then in the fourth quarter, they allow three straight touchdowns it, it, and then another field goal to, to cap, cap it off in, in overtime. So it, it, that part just doesn't make sense. It looked like they got a little more conservative and that's it. I think we've read all the articles already with both sides of the, of the football of the Vikings with their late game execution. We've, we've seen this movie uh, several times already this season and the, the play calling, especially in the third and fourth and one in overtime, you're doing a tush push with a guy that um, (laughs) probably the smallest guy in your offense. The only two uh, offensive snaps he played the entire game were to try to push his quarterback, who is not known for his uh, running prowess at all. And they they turn the ball over on downs and the and the rest is history. It's it's like like you said. It's just it's the snatching defeat from the jaws of victory again. The loss it's it's okay. The Bengals have been playing well. They they might be playoff bound even despite their uh, quarterback injury. It's just how the Vikings keep on losing these games is so frustrating.
0: Um, it totally frustrating. Shaking your head when they didn't use a bigger running back. I mean that you were like whoa, blah blah. blah. How did that not happen? right?
1: Yeah, it, exactly. Because it's not like uh Ty Chandler was running all over the Bengals uh, all day. Oh wait, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what he's doing. The, in, off, the interior offensive line was getting great push all day for, uh, uh, in the run. I mean, it looked, it was probably one of the best running games of the season thus far for the Vikings. And instead they try to get all cute with the, the tush push stuff. It just, it, um, again, I would still run through a wall for, for Kevin O'Connell, I just wish he would stop running into his own walls with with this kind of stuff. It's 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 just really frustrating. The late game execution, on, again, on both sides of the ball. It's it's uh, you can that's that's kind of the frustrating. The most frustrating part is that it it seems to be the the close wins are a nice team effort, and the close losses are definitely a team effort. It's it's uh. It's it's just mind-boggling what what the Vikings keep on keep on doing <laughs> under this regime. All
0: right, we're talking with Eric Thompson from the Daily Norseman. So, what do you think, Nick Mullins? Is he is he the guy for the rest of the year?
1: I mean, does it? I really doesn't don't think it matters too much. With depending on if I would personally just go with Jaron Hall, just because he hasn't got the the shot yet of of what we can see. I think we've seen both with Mullins and with Josh Dobbs is that they have nice moments of brilliance. Uh, Mixed in with too many moments of, oh my gosh, how did he just give the ball away in that fashion? Like that's if they're both gonna, if Mullins and Dobbs are both gonna do that, give the rookie a shot here. The last three weeks, if if I know that the Vikings are still well in the playoff race, they have three division games, they they control their own destiny in the NFC. But do you really think the Vikings are gonna make a deep playoff run with any of these quarterbacks? And my my opinion is no. So see what you have in the rookie quarterback. You can make a more informed decision at what you have to do at quarterback because otherwise right now, I think Kirk Cousins just made himself a lot more money because he's got, all right, all right you saw what what's behind me on the quarterback death chart. Uh, you can pay me a couple more dollars now next year.
0: Yeah, this is just crazy. So uh, how about Ty Chandler? What do you think of him now? The number one running back?
1: I mean, that's that's a it's an excellent question. I think the offensive line did a really good job with run blocking yesterday. So they deserve a lot of credit, especially the interior line. I was really impressed with that. But Chandler, when he gets to that second level, it, it, it was he's just such an effortlessly, effortlessly fast runner. I even made the comparison on uh, Twitter slash X on the long, uh, the long run he had just down to the goal line. Um, it, it looked kind of uh, like Robert Smith. It looks like he does. He, it's it's such an effortless kind of run, and he did what we were kind of begging Madison to do most of the season. Again, Madison looked really good before getting hurt as well. So maybe that he was kind of turning a corner too. But Chandler is just such an effortlessly fast runner, and I think the thing that stood out is that his uh, pass blocking was a lot better uh, for the most part on Sunday as well. So if he can do that, I don't see there's a reason why he can't be the the RB1 going forward.
0: So what do you think? Were they using uh, Justin where they needed to effectively?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he had a pretty big game. I think what he ended up with seven, eight catches and uh, he played almost all of the snaps. I think he played 65 of the the 68 uh, offensive snaps. He, he looked good. And again, he had to make some circus catches that probably didn't need to be circus catches, catches, but that's kind of what Justin Jefferson does. So that's, that's the really positive thing with these last three games. If Jefferson's healthy, you always have a shot on offense. And again, it just comes down to execution. You can't give the ball away, and of course, the Vikings lost, and they lost the turnover battle. That is the the if they if they don't lose the turnover battle, they don't lose under KOC. Okay. And unfortunately, they they keep doing it.
0: All right. So I have a question. Do you uh, are you fortunate enough, or maybe unfortunate, to be able to go to some of the Vikings games?
1: Well, there's there's talk about it. I haven't uh, finalized <laughs> any plans. There's, there, you know. I don't know if I want to ruin my Christmas Eve or my New Year's Eve the way that these games are going. Um, I know that uh, I have a couple friends and relatives that are going to the the next week's game, uh, the Christmas Eve game. So, well, I'd, I I have no definite plans yet. I've already gone to four or five games this 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 year, and I I feel very fortunate in the fact that I can go to that many. Usually, most years, but. Um, it's, it's to be decided. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure that I have, uh, all my holiday plans outside of, uh, the Vikings solidified first.
0: Okay. Well, because I'm telling you, are you a hair, hairball fan?
1: Well, yeah, i i they're playing at halftime. Yeah. Month, yeah that's, I've, I,
0: For the New I've Year's Eve catch, game. Yes.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that, that has been, uh, that. That adds to the temptation a little bit, that's for sure, because they're always fun to watch. I'm wondering how, you know, with the limited time at halftime, are they going to be able to do any uh, wardrobe-slash-band changes? That's going to be interesting to see. (laughs)
0: Probably not. They'll probably give us one quick set and be done with it. What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's probably what I'd I'd think, unless they have some sort of uh, cool trick that they'd pull up.
0: All right. Well, it's good to talk to you once again. Eric Thompson from the Daily Norseman I guess we just move on from here between the Vikings and our beloved NDSU Bison, right?